Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 768, recorded live on July 22nd, 2023. And here are your hosts, the man who's in a podcast sandwich, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who's uh, now actually wondering if I'm using the term correctly, Andy Lowe. Hi. A podcast sandwich. Please tell me more of what you mean by this. Okay, well, I'm, we're recording a podcast right now. Yeah. And we just finished Isaac's birthday party. Uh-huh. And then tomorrow we are having another birthday party. So it's it's in the it's a podcast in the middle of birthday parties. Yeah, so, which is interesting because usually if you like a ham sandwich is a piece of ham between like two pieces of bread. But if you say it is like a non-food sandwich, you're usually talking about the, the bread, the pieces on the outside. That's right. right. I, I would see, think yeah. a podcast sandwich would be between two podcasts, but it's not. It's yeah. the podcast is the thing in the middle. Yeah, that's that's why after I said it, I'm sitting there going like, well, wait a second. You know, in my head, I'm like, well, wait, that I swear I've heard people use it the opposite way. Yeah, but it, if you think about that, the longer you think about it, the less sense it makes. Like, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay puts two pieces of bread around someone and says it's an idiot sandwich. The bread isn't the idiot. No. So, yeah, it's the thing in the sandwich. Yes. If you take a piece of bread and put it on the earth and go to the other side of the earth and put a piece of bread on the ground, then you have an earth sandwich. So, yeah, the other way is the wrong way. But I've heard so many people use it. Well, it's just like saying, like, somebody is heads over, head over heels in love with somebody. It's like, well, aren't, isn't everybody head over heels? Well, but the, the full expression is falling head over heels. Oh. Which in itself, I guess, is an interesting expression, right? Like, yep. falling head over heels origin heels over head meant literally upside down but yeah that makes sense so when did it get flipped the idiom head over heels originated in 14th century is heels over head phrase developed with literal meaning of falling upside down and somewhere in the 1700s it flipped oh those crazy 1700 people why do people do it was reversed to head over heels in the 18th century yeah that's that's where it is. Hmm. That's very strange. Yeah. How you doing, Andy? I'm good. I um got my final beverage here. Ooh, final beverage. That is that is rather Yes, I know um, it's it's not it's not like my last it's extreme it's, there, Andy. It's it's my final new test beverage for the moment. But I actually found out <laughs> My um, final beverage for now. For now. Um, Little Caesars. I got this in an email actually today. Let me find it. Where is it? Little Caesars. Yep. Little Caesars now has pineapple Pepsi. Huh. How? Hmm. Could be good. Yep. Could be awful. Yeah. I I I don't doubt it. It it that Pepsi Nitro wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But Pepsi Pineapple is a Little Caesars exclusive, so I'm like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll have to see if I can get that as part of the lunch combo. A pineapple Pepsi? Mm-hmm. 
But yes, no, today... Did you get it with a Hawaiian pizza? That's that's what they have. They have a yeah. $10 pineapple pair-up combo of, you know, a Hawaiian pizza and the 16-ounce Pepsi pineapple. That's so weird. <laughs> anyway, I'm drinking the Sprite Limeade Legacy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's the lemon-lime Sprite, but it also has strawberry and lemonade. So it's it's you can actually get a a frozen limeade at McDonald's, but I never actually saw it in bottles until just recently. So I picked one up. I've had the frozen limeade, the slushy. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, this is this is nice. It's very light. It's almost too light. Like it's it's hard to pull the. I can smell the strawberry and the lemonade a bit, but it's hard to pull the flavors out. Granted, my my taste buds today have just been all over the map because it's... I was going to say, like, your taste buds for various soft drinks are shot because of all the different types of Mountain Dew you've been having. Well, that and today was Isaac's birthday party, so it was a lot of various foods and drinks and everything. Yeah. Hmm. Not sure. This is one I'm like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to get this one again. Well, yep, nope. Today was Isaac's birthday party with his friends. Tomorrow is... Family. Family. And actually, today was Megan's actual birthday. So there was a lot of... Happy birthday, Megan. Happy Megan's birthday to Kate. It was a very busy morning three years ago. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Oh, which is funny because it was always, you know, I had talked with some of the other dads during Isaac's, you know, pregnancy. They actually, the hospital actually made you go to like a a dad only class. Oh, it was optional. Oh, never mind. It was optional. I still, I still (laughs) still went. went. Yep. You still went. You just didn't have to go. Yep. And then I went back later and, you know, because they had brought actual, they brought dads with their kids into the class. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the new, the expecting parent, you know, could actually talk to, the, you know. Yeah, you've mentioned this. Yeah. You've, you've brought this up. Yeah, so it, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, it, with, I, you know, hearing some of the other stories of the parents, it was kind of just like, oh, you know, you have a plan. And, you know, you, you, can, you can plan for things, but most of the time you just kind of just throw the plan out the window and just wing it. Well, the, the plan is be flexible. Yes, Right. You you should not plan for a specific, like, we're going to do this and then do this and then do this. You should plan for, we need to be able to do this and able to do that and able to do that. Yes. It, that's, that's kind of why I actually, um, with, with Megan had modular bags basically. Yep. Cause the delivery room is different than the recovery room. And you kind of don't, you know, once you're in the delivery room, you kind of are just like there until delivery happens. And then you get moved to the recovery room. And the first time I had forgotten to put a, you know, cell phone charger in my bag. Oops. Yep. That's an important thing. Yes. Yes, it is. So, you know, the second time it's like, okay, I had the, I had the modular, you know, I had the small bag for the delivery room. And then I had a large bag for the recovery room. So it was... God, this stuff has got a lot of carbonation in it. I'm trying not to burp into the microphone right now. Do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Do it. Not going to do it. Do it. Not going to do it? Nope. Lame. But understandable. Yep. So this is going to be our our last episode for a while, it seems. For a little bit, yeah. Uh, we, We got some vacation coming up. Yep. 
And that's going to put a, a crimp on our recording. Yeah, probably what, four weeks? Yep, four weeks at least. Something like that. So we'll see how it goes. Work's, work next week's going to be fun. It's going to be four tens, and it's going to cool. be all doing that camera install that I talked about with the police cars. That camera install with the police cars. Yes, the that that dash cam. Yes. That you always see with, you know, on the news and with other things. Yeah. They're you're, upgra- you're putting that into the cars? Yes, we're upgrading the dash cam, which requires all new wiring. Um, Ooh, that... Yeah. That doesn't sound pleasant. Well, especially since the um, location of the DVR for these, especially in the patrol cars, is the trunk. Uh So you have to run some sort of cabling. I have to run three. Luckily, the the old cabling was HDMI cables. The, The new cabling are these very thin BNC connectors very small BNC connectors. Um, The twist now, though, is the fact that they didn't want us to actually remove any of the old wiring, which kind of sucks. I don't know, above my pay grade. But what we used to do would do is we would literally just tape the BNC (laughs) connectors to the HDMI connectors, the HDMI cables, cut the ends, and just literally use the HDMI cables as a a pull line for the BNC connectors. So we just, you know, just start pulling the HDMI cables and the we just feed the BNC cables all the way through. But now we're supposed to leave all the other wiring in place, so we have to run everything new. It's going to be fun. So it's going to be doing that. Even for, odd definition of the word fun there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, four tens of just literally going up there and then just cars come in. Ooh. Cars come in, put the wiring in, put the cameras in, cars go out. Car comes in, put the wiring in, put the cameras in, car goes out. Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Yep. So how's your work? Uh, I got to go to San Diego Ooh. and and spend time in San Diego. Now, did you did you like have to spend time basically in just a airport conference room or? Oh, no, 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 definitely not. Uh, I spent time. So we, we arrived in San Diego on Monday night because we left here Monday afternoon after our staff meeting. Uh, and the flight to San Diego was fine. We we flew by way of Denver. Denver Airport is fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, they did a lot of renovations on that one. Yeah, it's a pretty cool airport. Um, and so we got in and we got to the hotel and like that was it. And Tuesday we went to the training center because I was there to observe a few things, re- you know, relative to training. That's the team that I'm on is the uh, the, the Epic U team, the effectively the LMS team. And so we were there to watch their registration fair and see everyone get registered and ready to, to take their classes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it was, I can't say anything about it here, but it mm-hmm. was a good experience. I had a great time. Uh, however, our trip home The trip out there, we had a three-hour layover in Denver. The trip home, we had a one-hour layover in Denver, which is still absolutely doable, right? Call it 15 minutes to get off the plane. You still have 15 minutes to get to wherever the other gate is. Yep. 
that's not bad. It's like in some airports that could be rough, but like that's it's doable in most airports. Mm-hmm. We pull out of the gate in San Diego. We get to the end of the runway. The pilot comes on and says, hey, Denver has flight control going right now, so we can't take off just yet. We have to wait for clearance from Denver while we are in San Diego for us to take off. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever happens. Um, And we're waiting there. We're waiting there at the end of the runway, just waiting, ready to go, like, as soon as we get the word from Denver, they they push throttles forward and we go. It's not like the plane was off or anything. It was like everything was set. Pilot comes back on. So we have clearance from Denver. However, a maintenance light just came on. And so we are going to have to return to the gate so that a technician can look at it. Oh. So we taxi back to the gate. All of us at this point are going like, uh... How long is this going to take? Because like one hour layover is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, we get back to the gate at the gate. They say, yep, technician is grounding the plane until they can address this. It is. <laughs> uh, they, they had to change the filter on an engine. Oh, and like, in order to do that means we have to shut down the engines, which means we need to shut down the plane. Yep. Which means we need to get everyone off the plane because... Otherwise, bad stuff is going to happen. Well, basically, the plane's going to get really hot. Yep. Like, really hot. Especially in San Diego during the summer. Yeah, it was it was pretty toasty there. Yeah. So, we get off the plane. We deboard. We wait. They bring us back onto the plane almost immediately. Uh, we get situated and we get in the air. Two hours late. Uh-oh. So as we're in the air and, like, trying to figure out, oh, my God, are we going to make it? Like, what can we do? How can we do this? Uh, you know, I started... I've been watching a lot of jet lag. Yep. So I'm like, there's got to be a way, right? There's got to be something I could do to get home, to get back uh, at a reasonable time. I, I start looking at other flights. I start looking at other options. This is even before they get us back on the plane. I'm like... There's a flight from San Diego to Chicago. It gets into O'Hare at like 11.55 at night. We could go grab a car and just drive back up. Uh, and I get downvoted by the, the group that I'm with. And they're like, no, 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 we'll just take the flight and it'll be fine. So we, we get into Denver. There's a flight from Denver to O'Hare. And by this point, everyone is tired enough and just wants to get home that they actually agree. <laughs> so like... We could have just stayed in San Diego and gotten on the flight to to O'Hare, but nope, I am sprinting through Denver Airport because the flight to O'Hare was supposed to take off hours before, but had been delayed as well. And oh. so I'm sprinting through the airport to get to this other delayed flight, and it's full. Oh. And I'm like, shit. So we got a hotel in Denver. We got a voucher for food in Denver. And yeah, we left in the morning. I got back to Madison 15 hours later than I was supposed to. Yep. Yay, United. Yeah, this is this is why it's either a direct flight. Well, with kids now, it's just I got to do nonstop. Just yeah. get them get them on one plane, keep them on the one plane the whole time. Oh, cuz you don't want to have to try and deal with all that. Yeah. 
I, I can I can sympathize with that. That's when we when we flew down to North Carolina. We we were in Kalamazoo. We drove all the way to Detroit because there was a nonstop from Detroit down to North Carolina, and it was just like, okay, we're going to do that one plane. You know, yes, it's there's a two hour drive to the airport, and then when we get down to North Carolina, I think it was an hour drive or something away from the airport. But it's like, you know what, the, the, the break it up a lot better than you know, airplane on an airplane, off an airplane, sitting at an airport on an airplane, off. You know, just don't don't do it. Yeah, nonstop. Yeah. But nonstop sounds amazing. I didn't mm-hmm. get to make my travel plans. They nope, were made. Somebody else made it for you. Yeah. Uh, but I made it back safe and sound eventually. Now, are you guys flying out of Madison or? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh. I didn't know if they would. Where else would we fly out of? Out of Milwaukee. Andy, that's an hour and a half drive. That's a 90 minute drive just to get to the airport. Okay. I just, you know, I didn't know how big of an airport Madison is. Granted, it is the capital. Granted. It is the capital. It's actually a not a very large airport. No. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, it is the capital. And then I think of the Lansing airport and I'm like, that's not a large airport. Right. But it doesn't have to be a large airport. No. It's large enough. Yep. Just because most of the flights go to uh, O'Hare, O'Hare and Detroit and Minneapolis and Atlanta. Yep. Yeah, it's like Kalamazoo. The Kalamazoo flights are either going to Chicago or you're going to Detroit. <laughs> right. We've got we've got a fair number of flights that go to a lot of different places. No, if I if I really wanted to go anywhere else in the country, you know, that's close by. We just drive up to Grand Rapids. How big is Grand Rapids Airport? Um, if I remember correctly, Grand Rapids. Well, the Kalamazoo Airport is not large enough. This is what I remember. It's the Grand Rapids Airport is large enough for Air Force One to land. Because when Trump went to go visit Battle Creek, he landed in Grand Rapids and drove down to Battle Creek. But when Biden came to Kalamazoo to visit the Pfizer plant, he had to take Air Force Two. Wait it's a minute. A, I thought Air Force One was by definition whatever plane the president was on. Yes, but there are there's different there's like the Air Force Two plane is what um the VP normally uses. Yeah. No, I don't care about the Nike Air Force Two shoes. I want the actual plane. Yes, the term is often associated with the Boeing C thirty two plane, which is a mod- modified seven fifty seven. So it's it's a smaller um it's a smaller plane, mm-hmm. and so the smaller plane was able to land in Kalamazoo, but the Kalamazoo Airport's it's a not... 757 instead of a 77? I, I don't remember what the new Air Force One is. Because the old Air Force One was a 747. Yes. Which I have not gotten to ride on in a long time, probably because they can't land at Madison. Mm-hmm. Or, more likely, they can land at Madison. The question is, can they take off? <laughs> yep. You, well, you know you what stri- I did if, see? If you strap enough rockets to it, you can... <laughs> yeah. You know what I did see taking off from Madison the other day? What? Uh, let me just double check. I need to see the flight profile. Yeah, it definitely wasn't that. I think I saw F-35s. Yeah, okay. that looks like the plane that I saw. Yep, I saw F-35s taking off from Madison. Hmm. So I should point out, Madison Airport is also Truax Field. Which is the home of the 115th Fighter Wing. I see. Which is the uh, Wisconsin Air National Guard. And they were given a squad of F-35s. I don't know why we were given a squad of F-35s. 
Uh, the Midwest Air National Guard doesn't usually have to worry very much about combat or anything like that, but they're here. I guess the concern is if, like, Russia invades Canada. I don't. They, that's the only thing I think of is Russia going over the pole. Yep, or or invading into Canada. I don't, I don't know. Uh, let's see. What is the flight range of an F-35 without refuel? Is 1,900 miles. That's not very Oh, far. that is when it is refueled with air. Oh. In, in air. I don't want, I want it without getting refueled. Uh, it can fly 1,300, yeah, 1,350 miles, 1,350 miles without refueling. So what is a 1,350, what is 1,350 miles from Madison? Show me. That's Madison. Is there a website where I can draw a circle on the globe? Oh, um... Map to globe. Nope. Uh, proof of concept, drawing on a globe. How to draw on a globe. How to draw on a globe. Oh my god, I want a website that lets me draw on the map. Alright, hold on, hold on. I'm sending you one. Sending you one. Mapdevelopers.com circle draw tool. Address. Truex Field. Madison. Radius. 1350. Where is this circle? New circle. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a big-ass circle. Yeah, but it's still covering just the United States and some of Canada. Yep. I mean, it's the Air National Guard, right? Like, yeah, that's true. You you wouldn't want them to be able to go much further than that. Uh, but that is, that is like the entire... Yeah, and with refueling, with the 1,900 miles, literally the entire continental United States and 90% of Canada... And 99% of Mexico. Well, the B-52 bomber wing is, uh, wasn't it based out of, like, somewhere in, like, Kansas? Well, those had the range of the fucking globe, right? Yeah. B-52 range, 8,800 miles, has an unrefueled combat range of 8,800 miles. Uh, leaving out of Madison... New circle, that is, eh, eh. that breaks the map. Yep. It, it literally broke the map. Yep. That's how big it was, is it broke the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the strategic bombers are just funky now. <laughs> it's, it's actually drawing the circle that the bomber can't reach. <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of fun to figure that out and be like, why... If I put the circle in Australia, it can't reach most of the U.S. If you launched it from the North Pole, it could hit the entire Northern Hemisphere and everything north of Tasmania. That's a big radius. Okay. Anyway, we should probably, like, hit get topics. back to yep. topics. Sorry. Sorry, I got carried away. Uh, Long story yeah, it looks short, like I made my way home. During the Iraq War, the B-2 stealth bomber was launched from Missouri during the Iraq War. Say that again? During the Iraq War, B-2s operated from Whiteman Air Force Base in Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> and just flew all the way out there. Yep. Makes sense to me. 
I was like, it's somewhere in the Midwest, and I had to look that up. Yep, nope, Missouri is where the uh, strategic bombing wing was based out of. Gives so, us the most amount of time from nuclear stri- nuclear strikes from the Russians to get the planes in the air. Yep. Well, something we talked about last week was Microsoft and Activision at the FTC. Yeah. So updates on that. Uh, Microsoft and Activision basically petitioned the FTC to suspend, basically remove its administrative challenge for the, cause they, there was, the, the FTC was basically doing a, what they call it two, basically it's a two pronged approach to being against the deal. First part was that they had filed a case last December that was scheduled to go before its own internal administrative judge on August 2nd. And then the second part, which has been seen the most action, was trying to get a restraining order, a restraining order placed on the deal. And that was the stuff that happened last week that got, you know, they lost and they tried to appeal that in injunction and they also lost that again. So that, that right. prong is dead. Um, so they had filed for basically trying to get the administrative challenge in front of the internal judge thrown out because that was set for August 2nd. And they had originally planned, as we knew, talked about last week, they originally planned to get this all done before August 2nd. So they were just like, hey, this, this, you know, thing in front of your judge is meaningless because we're planning on getting everything done before August 2nd. So the FTC said that they were suspending its administrative challenge. But the kicker here and the, the little bit of the twist is the fact that they actually, Microsoft and Activision Blizzard, we talked about how the deadline was approaching and there were a couple options there. Um, Microsoft and Activision Blizzard announced that they were extending the merger agreement until October. So I don't think that, um, okay, so this says that the... I mean, this is the penalty thing, right? Yes, like, yes, this is all about the termination fee. So there's a yeah. new termination fee, but it's a higher one. So if Microsoft or Activision walks away from the deal, it is now set at $3.5 billion. Oh, uh, if the deal doesn't close by August 29th and jumps to $4.5 billion if it doesn't close by September 15th. So they have until September 15th to get everything put away. Yes. All taken care of, yep. all done and settled. I, I don't think they're going to have a problem with that. Nope, especially now that the FTC has said that they're not going to... You know, they're in one, the yeah, basically they're just like, yeah, we're, we're not in the way anymore. So the still, yeah. the, the CMA is still, you know, in the UK, that's still going to cause a problem, but. Maybe I, I'm not feeling great about this deal getting blocked at this point. Nope. Uh, especially since they came out and said that they have a binding contract with Sony. Over Call of Duty. To not remove Call of Duty from the PlayStation. Well, that's, that's the golden goose right there. So, yeah, although, again, I, I think I mentioned this before, like, how hard would it be for Microsoft to take the Call of Duty team and say, guess what? You're working on a new game. Well, I can kind of segue this because Go for it. we had talked about how EA and FIFA, FIFA's, as we know, is one of the worldwide leaders in video game sales. We've seen that on the global charts. FIFA is basically Madden for the rest of the world. Comes out once a year, <laughs> does great. The EA and FIFA contract was up last year, year before that, 
all I know is that 2023 was the last FIFA game. And so EA and FIFA parted ways. But EA was able to secure a partnership with the Premier League. So all the Premier League clubs, players, stadiums, managers can be all represented in the EA game. And then FIFA said, oh, we're going to go find somebody new and make an, you know, the the only official FIFA game is going to come out of we're here. Taking, we're taking our ball. Yes, we're taking our name and, going and we're home. going... We're going. We're going somewhere else. Yeah. EA says, "Okay, you can have your name. We'll have all of the actual people that people want to play as, and you know, we'll do this." It's basically, giving FIFA the runaround. Yes. So we're going to see how that comes out because the game uh, called EA Sports FC Twenty Four is going to be the new one coming out in September this year, and I'm sure it will sell. Very well. Well, there, here's, there's your thing there then is, you know, is the question becomes, you know, how much of it is going to be the name of Call of Duty versus. Well, I mean, Andy, in, in the commercials, because there's now commercials for video games, it's just going to be from the makers of FIFA. Yep. From the makers of Call of Duty, right? They, they cannot stop them from doing that. No, that's true. And what's really funny is the fact that, so this game has not even come out yet, right? Yeah. We're getting released on September 29th this year. Hasn't even come out yet, but the Premier League has already announced that they are extending their partnership with EA Sports. It's like, the game hasn't come out yet. You're already doubling down. Granted, I'm guessing they probably just want to tag on the World Cup news that's coming out right now. What's the World Cup news? Well, that the World Cup is going on right now. Women's World Cup in New Zealand. Oh, is that happening like yes. now? That is that is literally happening probably right now. There's probably a match going on right now because it's in New Zealand. How are we and doing? so the uh we beat uh Vietnam three nothing in our first match. Okay. Are we still like absolutely dominant? Yes. Yes, Good. the women's World Cup team is absolutely dominant and uh if I remember correctly I heard some news that FIFA is being a dick again. Of course they are. What was that FIFA news that I saw? Ah, yes. They're in Group E. Women's soccer players were promised at least $30,000 to play in this year's World Cup, and somehow FIFA is backtracking on that promise. God damn it, FIFA. That was just the headline I saw. The article is behind a paywall, so I never actually read the article, but yeah. I remember that was part of the thing that FIFA had said. It was like, yes, we're going to try and you know equalize the pay between the men and the women, and this is going to be a, you know, this is going to be part of it, and now supposedly they're going back on that. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, does not look like there's a game going on right now. It is Sunday there. Uh, looks like the next game is going to be in about an hour. Yep. Sweden versus South Africa. U.S. outscored Vietnam 3 nothing. Mm-hmm. Ouch. How many shots on goal? That's what I want to know. How many shots on goal? They don't, they don't give you that stat. <laughs> oh, no, nope, here it is. Team stats. In the summary. Team stats, Vietnam, zero shots on goal. Oh, shit. Really? Zero shots oh, on shit. goal? That, that's, that's, is that a typo? <laughs> Zero shots on goal and zero shots, period, it says. I mean, that's a pretty dominant game. 28 shots from the U.S., seven shots on goal. Oh, my God. I'm looking for some of these other matches 
Uh, it is very rare that someone scores against the U.S. <clears throat> Holy crap. They had two games against New Zealand in January. It was 4 nothing, and then three days later, a second game, 5 nothing. Oh, jeez. Shots, zero from New Zealand. Shots, 22 from the U.S., Oof. U.S. had possession of the ball 71% of the time. And, of course, Messi yeah. is playing in oh, in uh, Miami now. Mm-hmm. Had a penalty kick for the win to start off his first game, because, of course, he did. That's just poetic for him. Jeez. So, yeah, so okay. we're gonna, we'll find out in September how well this premier... Sorry, what is it called? EA Sports FC 24? How well it does. Yes, without having the FIFA name attached to it. That's yeah. that's going to be your answer for how much, it, you know, would a Call of Duty not named Call of Duty do? A Call of Duty clone? Yes. Our new game, the... Uh, what's, a, what's a good synonym for a call? The Urge of Honor. <laughs> well, no, because that'd be too close to the Medal of Honor games. No, not at all. It's, that's Medal of Honor. This is an urge of honor. I urge of uh, I feel the urge. The urge of responsibility. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm too lazy to have an urge of responsibility. <laughs> um, Let's see. Other European news. This one might affect us as well. We'll find out because the European Council has uh ended its adoption procedure and signed uh signed no they agreed to the new regulations and now the council and parliament need to sign on it to become law i guess over in the EU but it is they uh by 2027 all phones released in the EU must have a battery the user can easily replace with no tools or expertise god damn except that means that the phones aren't going to be waterproof nope that or yeah cuz the you, the cell phone companies are not going to spend time to design a replaceable battery just for the, the just for the EU to be waterproof blast blast dagnabbit so that so that's that's the headliner is the fact that you know the phone must be replaceable by the user by 2020 by the end of 2027 yep um there are other parts of this law that says that OEMs will need to collect 63% of portable batteries that would normally go to a landfill by the end of 2027 <laughs> Good luck. Uh, lithium recovery from waste batteries will need to be at least 50% by 2027. Um, the batteries will need to be made up of a certain percentage of recycled content. Depending on the mineral, there's different percentage mark, you know, marts for there. And then uh, nickel cadmium batteries should have a recycling efficiency target of 80% by the end of 2025. All other batteries should be at a, at a 50% efficiency target by 2025. So they, they are really going after trying to keep battery stuff out of the landfills, which, you know, it's a, it's a honorable goal. But yes, an IP68 rating would be very difficult. With a replaceable battery. With a replaceable battery. Um, this also not only um, has to do with phones, but if I remember correctly, I read somewhere, this will also... Um, portable, portable video games. So Handheld your, devices? Yes. So your Steam Decks, your Switches, 
Switch 2s. The st- whatever the PlayStation 1 is called. The one that's supposedly a portable mm-hmm. but isn't really portable because you're playing the games From that are in your console that's yeah. in your house somewhere. Yeah, that's that's a great design, Sony. Well done. Mm-hmm. So proud of you. But um, those also are going to be under this law as well. So cell phones and video game systems all going to be put on their head in about four years. Yep. Oh, well, enjoy it while it lasts. If I were to hand you a globe. Okay. Let's say the size of a basketball. In fact, forget that. If I were to hand you a basketball and a bunch of aluminum foil, and I said, basing Earth on this basketball. So this basketball is now the scale of Earth. Make a moon out of this aluminum foil and position it in the appropriate distance. How well do you think you would do? Oh, basketball size, shoot. You know, if you had told me a tennis ball, I could nail that without a doubt because there was a video. If the earth was a tennis ball? If the earth was a tennis ball, I could tell you exactly how big the moon should be and how far apart it should be because there was. Oh, right. Tennis ball. How big is the moon and how far away is it? The moon is uh, 6.2 feet, I do believe, from the tennis ball. And it is, shoot, it's about, I think it's about an, is it an inch in diameter? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. You are so far off. What? You said six feet? Yes. Is it six feet or is it six meters? It's 7.3 meters. Oh. If the earth was a tennis ball, the moon would be 24 feet away. Oh, shoot. It must have been a different video. That's that's four of me. Yeah. That is four me's away from the earth. If the earth was a golf ball? Okay, so if the earth was a golf ball, the moon would be... No, the moon would be about the size of a marble and only about four feet away. So there's something. there was something between... I'll have to go find that video. I Isaac would was, still be more than four feet. Like, the difference between a tennis ball and a golf ball is not that much. See, you can do that's a scale model of the space. That does not help me at all. God, where's that video? True scale of the universe. Yeah, because that was was Isaac's thing for a while, was universe size comparison videos, because everybody's got one that's, you know, they kept on making everything bigger and bigger and bigger, and the scale would always change. But there was one... You're looking for the corridor crew video. Possibly. I I can almost guarantee you. All right, hold on. Let's see. Yep, that's that looks like that guy. Yeah. You, wow. How did you know that? Because I just searched for it. <laughs> he also in the video messes up by calling it uh, UI Scooty. Mm, what is, is it? UI Scootai. UI Scootai. Okay. So in this, they're claiming that it would be about seven feet away if Earth were the size of a tennis ball. But I see other things that say it would be much further. That it would be seven meters. Well, he also called it Scooty. got this wrong. Yeah. (laughs) He called it Scooty, so I, I... They have another... I've actually watched a bunch of their videos, which is another reason why as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, it's probably this group. Um, they have a great video on, on the Grand Canyon filling up 
how long if you took a drop of water and it doubled every like five minutes, how long before it filled the Grand Canyon? Oh, geez, I have no idea. Even with an exponential growth, it, it's not a question of even with exponential growth, Andy. Exponential growth is really scary. Yes, that's just like the 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 grains of rice and the um the chessboard on a chessboard. Yeah, yep. two to the sixty fourth is a really big number. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Two to the sixty-fourth is a one with nineteen zeros. Oh jeez. So let me just check milliliters in milliliters. Nope, I want two to the sixty-fourth milliliters in gallons. So if you started with a milliliter, a drop, uh after sixty-four doublings. It would be ten to the four times ten to the fifteenth gallons, which is approximately six times ten to the fourteenth cubic feet. Yep, which is a lot. But anyway, I asked about the moon question because NASA is doing training on the moon. Yep. Well, about the moon, they're not on the moon training people. They're training people here about the moon. Yep. First time and in like, 50 years. What it would take to fly to the moon and survive on the moon. It's, how many people at NASA are like, okay, does anybody have the old books lying around? <laughs> like we, we Knocking on astronauts' doors, be like, hey, do you still have your old training manuals? We've done this before. You know, we just... It's just like riding a bicycle. Well, isn't it like they also forgot how to make spacesuits? Because <laughs> they've, they've never had to for a while. Right. It's just, you know, they had the thing there and they're like, oh, we can just keep talking to this company. And finally the company's like, um, we're, out of, we're out of supplies. Oh. Wasn't there a point where NASA was like looking at eBay to keep some of the space shuttle stuff up and running? It would not surprise me. I swear I heard that story. eBay, space shuttle, maybe. No, I don't care about getting space shuttle collectibles. Are you sure? On eBay. That sounds like something you'd want. Oh, no, that probably would. Rocket debris on eBay. No, I don't care about that. Um... Space shuttle was extremely expensive. It never went very high. Never worked according to parameters. Yep. <clears throat> Why? Okay. Where's eBay in this article? I don't I'm searching, know. If I'm searching on Google, I am eBay wondering and space shuttle. If if people will accept this moon mission as a yep, we actually went to the moon. <laughs> or if this is just going to be like, no, they fake this too. God. Like why? Why would they fake this? I don't know. Okay. Other topics. Okay, yeah. Famously, at one point, NASA had to find parts for the shuttle, parts that no one else made anymore, on eBay, according to this Forbes article from 2012. Poor NASA. Mm Mm-hmm. Designed in the 1970s and completed in the 1980s, the shuttle had some modifications over the year. For the most part, it remained frozen in time. Yeah. So, yeah, that should be interesting to see when that starts going on there. And then, of course, you know... uh, Did you see they posted another booster on the launch pad down in Texas? I did not. Booster 9 is on the orbital launch pad. That's exciting. Yep. Do we know when they're going to launch? No, nothing yet. Okay. The booster 9, wasn't the old one booster 10? Or was that booster 8? I thought it was 8. Um, they said booster 9 and ship 25 are going to be okay. the next pair. So. All right. Well, fingers crossed for them. Yep. 
Well, speaking also of the moon, India's uh, second attempt to land on the moon has launched. Yay! Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Yep. Uh, it is scheduled to reach lunar orbit on April 5th. Landing attempt as early as August 23rd. The lander will attempt to make a soft touchdown in the southern hemisphere at a latitude of about 69 degrees south. So India is trying to get with the Soviet Union, United States, and China for making soft landings on the moon since their last attempt was not a soft landing. Did their last attempt to actually make it to the moon? Uh, if I remember correctly, the space agency lost communications a couple kilometers above the lunar surface due to a software problem and it crashed. Okay, so no. Mm-mm. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Um, what else we want to chat about? Well, uh, Nissan has joined with basically all the other automakers. And they said that they are now going to be joining up on the, on the Tesla North, standard. Yep, the North American charging standard. Nissan is going to... God, what a pretentious name. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a name that seems to fit now because Ford, General Motors, Rivian, Volvo, Mercedes-Benz, Polestar, ChargePoint, EVgo, Electrify America, Nissan now... Yeah, it's that that is most of the the auto ca- cars industry mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Words, words are hard, Andy. Words are very hard. Yep. So Nissan's joining up there. They, um, I think they said they're going to start. Uh, twenty twenty four is when they are going to get on the uh, adapters, and then twenty twenty. 2030, I think, is when they want to have everything. And Tesla's got to be just, like, so happy. Because they've got the infrastructure now. And, you know, first thing is... all these other companies are signing on, which means that they are becoming more and more invaluable. And it's going to be harder and harder to get rid of them. Mm Mm-hmm. And just like, God damn it. They did something and it worked. And now they're, they're entrenched. Yep. I mean, good for them. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's hard to say, no, you know, don't do something good for the environment. But did it really have to be Tesla to be the one? <laughs> uh, apparently. Yep. So let's see, what else we got on here? Oh, here's an interesting one. You're soon going to be able to get Overwatch 2 on Steam. Well, that is interesting and unexpected. Overwatch what 2? Caused, I mean... That's owned by Activision. Yep. Because it's Blizzard. Yep. Steam is a competitor to Microsoft. So, so like, the, it, it's the a pre- little weird to me. The president of Blizzard says, as we've evolved, the industry has evolved too. Gaming is no longer just for specific communities as it was when Battle.net launched over two decades ago. Gaming is for everyone, and though we remain committed to continually investing in and supporting Battle.net, we want to break down the barriers to make it easier for players everywhere to find and enjoy our game. Huh. Now, Uh Overwatch 2 will still be available on Battle.net, and users will still need to connect to a Battle.net account in order to play. Right, but you'll be able to play it on steam yes which my guess is you'll be able to purchase it on yes purchase it on steam most importantly purchase the loot boxes on steam so is valve going to get a cut of that i don't know that's probably valve get in on sweet sweet loot box money (laughs) 
like it already. How many hats were in Team Fortress 2? Uh, a lot. Yeah. God, I still have some hats in, in my inventory, and I'm just like, oh, do I really want to put that on my head? I know it's a, it's like a classic. I'm like, do I really want to wear that if I ever play a Team Fortress 2 game? <laughs> the conundrums of Team Fortress 2. Yep. Do I really want to put that hat on? <laughs> Additionally, Blizzard says that a selection of its games will eventually become available on Steam as well. So, not just Overwatch. World of Warcraft on Steam. Well, I I don't know. But still, having Overwatch 2 on Steam, it's just like, well, wait, what? Yeah. It just doesn't seem right. But yes, it's going to go live on August 10th. So, coming up quickly. Very. Mm Mm-hmm. Well... Any of the other topics on here, or should we hit the randoms? Uh, we can hit the randoms. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted to talk good. about AI at all or not. I mean, I always love talking about AI, but it is getting late. Yep. I recognize it's getting late. Andy's going to turn into a pumpkin soon. I'm already feeling orange. So the random this week is yours, Dave. Your random review. My random review. I made a purchase this Amazon Prime Day, uh, and I'd like to talk about it. I purchased a rowing machine. Oh. Because I need to do better. And so this was this was a way that I could do better. Uh, it's, you know, a way that's low impact, but can still get my heart rate up. Mm-hmm. Um, rowing machines are supposed to be really good for, like, whole body workouts. Mm-hmm. I don't think this one is. I think it's a little... Just a little too short for me to be a whole body workout. Like, I don't feel like my legs are really doing much with this uh, because most of the area of resistance when I'm pulling the cord is in, like, the second half. So my legs are already extended. I wouldn't know because I don't know the correct form for rowing. I just pull that little thing all the way back as far as I can. So the, the correct form is... Push away with your feet, like push your feet so that you move away, keeping your arms fairly straight. And then once your legs are extended, you pull the rest of the way up between your chin and your belly button, and then you reverse. Okay. That's that's the proper form, or at ah. least that's according to the instructions. It came with instructions. So I got, I'm trying to pull it up again. All this clicking and tapping is. I know I sent you the link. There it is. I got the uh, rowing machine. I don't know how to pronounce this. Merrick, Merach, Mirach, M-E-R-A-C-H. It's an exercise company. It's a, like, well-established exercise company. Magnetic rowing machine. Okay, so I was going to ask if it was water or magnet or what. It is magnetic-based. Okay. So it it is a dynamically adjustable variable resistance because it just changes how strong the magnet is. Mm-hmm. It does mean you need to be powered. You have to plug it in because, like, it's got to power the magnet. Um, it's it's pretty nice. It's it's very quiet, which is good. Um, it's very light. It stores standing up so you don't need a lot of floor space for it and it certainly like it got my heart rate up um so that was good that was very good it has phone interaction but that may or may not require a subscription i haven't turned it on yet because it's like you can get all this stuff and i'm like but i don't want to pay you more money i already paid you money for the machine 
You know, it's just like my iFit treadmill. It was like, oh, I can pay for the machine. It came with a free year of iFit. And then afterwards, it's like, well, wait, I have to. Now keep- it's just a just a, a machine. Yeah. All the bells and whistles disappeared once I stopped paying them money. It still it still works as a treadmill. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So I'm looking at this. Um, yeah. They, go for it. So the, the training session can adjust the resistance for you. I'm guessing that's probably one of the bells and whistles that you're not paying for. I, yeah, that's that's my understanding. Okay. Uh, what I've been doing with it is I've been playing a turn-based video game with some friends online. And so I just said, like, for at least the first 20 minutes of doing this, when it's not my turn, I'm rowing. Hey, whatever gets you on there. Right. Like, and I feel like I've managed to do a pretty good job. I got my heart rate up to like 130, 140. I started sweating. Hmm. So not, not a bad investment so far. We'll see if I continue to use it. Um, but I'm, I'm feeling good about it so far. So it, it just, it doesn't fold at all. You just kind of just tip it up for storage. Yeah. Just tip it straight upwards. Okay. It does not fold. I mean, you could unscrew it, I suppose. Well, the one we have, um, the the back half of it folds up. That's front, nice. Yeah, the front half of it still stays flat. So, hmm. but yeah, no. It's, I'm guessing that if there's an external cost on the app or the on-demand fitness courses, yeah, we'll find out. Because yep. I'm, I'm probably going to... I just installed the app, so I need to do all the, like, link it to your thing and mm-hmm. make an account and all the bullshit that goes with that. Yep. But, hey, it's getting me to work out. Hey, whatever. The best tool is the one that you use. Yep. <clears throat> well, okay. 303, that's not bad. Did you... Was it cheaper than 303? Or is it still... It was cheaper. I got it during Prime Day. Oh, okay. I think. No. What? It's 303 now. Holy shit, that is way cheaper than what I paid for it. Well, you should probably... <laughs> oh, no, I paid 303 There it is. Okay. Yep, lightning deal. And I got 6% back because I used my Prime Rewards card on yep. Prime Day. Oh, that was 6% so, on that day? Wow. Yep. So it was 303 and then it was cheaper than that. Yep. All right. Well, the rowing machine. Yes. Oh, and it has a, a pad on the front of it. For you to put a phone. Oh, okay. So you don't like have to the, use the screen the if you don't want where to. They say, well, in the picture where it's got a screen, that's not the, the rowing machine. That's like a tablet someone's just put there. Oh. That giant tablet is not part of the machine. Okay. The little nest-like display is part of the machine. Ah, okay. Which they reminds do. me, do you want a nest? I've I've got an Echo Bee. Okay, so that's a no. Yeah. Okay, I have an extra nest now. They replaced my nest. Okay, rowing machine. All right, now it is time for the random topic. Woo! Rolled ahead of time. Yeah. What is your favorite part about traveling out of the state you live in? <laughs> not taking uh, United, it seems. Uh, not taking United. Taking United is a bad idea. All right. Favorite part about traveling out of the state you live in? I would say it's just kind of, it's meeting people that you normally wouldn't meet, if that makes sense. It's, you know, I get out of the Midwest vibe. Okay. It's always interesting to see how other, especially, you know, if you'd be like, oh, you're from Michigan. Oh, how's Detroit? And it's like, well, there's a lot more to Michigan than Detroit. (laughs) 
Detroit's just one part of our state, sir. Yes. There's plenty more. Uh, for me, the primary reason that I travel out of state is to see either family or friends. So that is is the best part about traveling out of state, is seeing family and friends. Yeah, it's I'm trying to think of the last time I actually went out of the state that wasn't for family and friends. Or for work. Well, no, work has never had me go out of state. I guess you work for the state. So well, now I work for the state, it, yes. It would be kind of weird for them to take you out of state. Well, there are sometimes... Um, conferences. Conferences, yes. Part of this, they're they're trying to do a bigger whole, like, Great Lakes interoperability sort of thing now. So they're trying to get it so, you know, Michigan and Wisconsin and Illinois and Indiana and Minnesota and Ohio, trying to get all of them to be able to intercommunicate in case there's, you know, an issue with the Great Lakes. And then, it, you know, the question becomes, okay, you know, whose jurisdiction is it in? You know, if there's, if the, you know, if the badger or something catches on fire, you know, who's in charge of that? That sort of interoperability is what they're looking at in the future. So, but that's, I got close to the state border the other day. I drove down to exit two on I-94. I've driven past that exit. Yep. I'm going to be driving past that exit later this week. The eastbound way station had a patrol car that had a, um internet problem so they called you out to fix it yep but i logged into the modem and the signal level was high Mm -hmm. the quality level was low which most of the time means that there's interference from something not in the radio Mm. so it's like i there's i don't know what i can do you know so i'm trying to figure out who i'm supposed to contact at the cellular company and be like, hey, you guys have a problem in this area. Because our signal, you know, our signal level is, you know, almost, it's pinging the charts. The signal level is there. The signal is there. We can see it. It's just something is there. Yeah, really messing up the, garbling up the the, the signal and we can't, we can't make heads or tails of it. So, but yeah, no, I'm trying to, last time I went out of the state without family and friends. No, PAX wouldn't count because I was going to Friends. It was probably a church trip down to, like, Alabama or Tennessee or something like that. That would have been a long time ago. Yeah, that would have been high school. Junior or senior year, probably. Probably junior year. That would have been down to Alabama, I think. Probably Alabama. And the, the favorite part of that was literally, like, meeting people you don't normally meet. You know, seeing what life is like, you know, talking to people who grew up in Bailu Labattery, Alabama, you know. Very different. Very different than, you know, growing up in Ann Arbor or Saline or Detroit. So Privileged white yes. majority area. Yes. It was a white majority area, but they were all shrimp fishing type of people. Yeah. So very different source of income and very different outlook on life. Right. So that's what I'm, I'm going to say, the, the meeting the people you don't normally meet. Okay. That's going to be my answer. I'm, I'm going to say friends and family, because that's most of the time I, I go out of state. Yep. So. Just to be with friends and family. Well, on that note, that's going to be a wrap for a bit. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>